Welcome everyone, welcome back. The long-awaited return of the fourth quarter comeback, your favorite football podcast. I am your host, Six-Pack Pat O'Connor, along with, I know you've missed him, he is Red Zone Rick. Rick, how you doing today? It's Draft Eve, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, I'm excited, tomorrow night's the draft. We're coming to you live with our own draft now. I'm ready to get it started, Pat, let's go. Right, that's what I like to hear, Rick. Uh, just to say, once again, sorry for the long hiatus. Rick had a few health issues. I had a couple of health issues. I've had to have some surgeries here and there, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's why I've been out of commission. I thank you for bearing with us and sticking along with us for this ride. So thank you very much, and thanks for the forgiveness. I will say thank you also for following us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at ForkUC Show. You can find me at Six Pack Pat with the number six. And you can find Rick at Rick Red Zone. Rick Red Zone. All right. That's what I like to hear. We probably will be publishing our own personal full mock drafts on Twitter. But uh, right now we're going to be doing the alternating mock draft right here. It is going to be Rick with the odd picks, the number one pick, and he wanted that Jets pick, and he has got it. I will have the evens, obviously. That's a couple of the Raiders picks, but not all of them. We have a a wealth of picks in the first round, which I'm very happy with. Rick, before we start this thing off, we've had a little bit of news since we've been down, and I just want to address one thing, one thing only. Russell Wilson, they signed him, huge contract. Uh, They had to ship Frank Clark off to Kansas City for a pretty good haul. I like to see that everybody was all over Seattle for signing their quarterback and shipping out their pass rusher. You know, very, very friendly. I didn't see that same friendliness when we signed Carr and shipped out Khalil Mack. I understand the difference, but that's neither here nor there. Rick, signing a, co- a quarterback to that huge of a contract, is that going to cripple their team at all if and their playoff hopes? Or do you think that that was just the right move? You have to do it no matter what. Listen, I'm just going to make this quick because we could talk about this for days. Um, Seattle won championships because of the way that they were built, which was money on the defense, a couple of serviceable people on offense with a quarterback that was on his rookie contract, I think now they just fell into what the norm is in the NFL. You get a rookie quarterback who comes out. He plays on his rookie contract. You build a team around him. He does really well. Then the quarterback demands his money. And here's where, you know, the GM has to do a great job keeping the team built around him. So I think it's going to be up to the GM. Will he do a good job keeping good serviceable people around with the money that they will be with the money that they'll have to spend on these guys? But traditionally, it doesn't usually work out for your team when you shut out a lot of money like that. Right. Usually. When you're overpaying the quarterback, it definitely can be a crippling thing. But at the same time, you had to do it. You had to pay. I mean, I guess you could have shipped them out for three first rounders or something like that to to a different team, the Giants, the Raiders, somebody out there. But yeah, end of the day, you kind of just had to pay Russell what his value is on the market right now. And deal with the consequences. You got to build that defense back up through the draft. That's it. You got to prove your worth yet again. You have to rebuild the Legion of Boom. You got to redo the whole deal. But that's not what we're here for. We are here for the draft. So without any further ado, Rick, you are on the clock. You are the Arizona Cardinals, and you are up. So with the Arizona Cardinals coming into the season under a new regime. They got rid of Steve Wilkes. I think that they're going to come in and start fresh all over again, everything from the ground up. I think they're going to ship Rosen out somewhere down the line for a pick. And the pick is Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. All right, Kyler Murray. It should be the pick. There shouldn't be any surprise there. It's been talked up. I mean, they've been selling as much as they can just to see if they can get a ridiculous haul from some quarterback desperate needy team out there. If they can get three firsts or something like that, they're perf- They're definitely going to take that plus Rosen. But, yeah, I just I don't see uh, any yeah, way. Nobody. Nobody's biting on that. No, Nobody wants to trade up three. Nobody, nobody wants to give up three first-round picks. For a defensive pass rusher that, you know, that, that are plentiful in this draft right now, you know, nobody's going to move up 
I think the team that does move up isn't going to go for Kyler. Well, that's the thing. And, I think the team moving up would have to be going for Murray. I mean, could could the Jets or the Raiders or one of those top, let's say, six, seven, eight teams move up for Bosa? Sure, I could see them wanting to, but the Cardinals' price is going to be way too high for that. Yeah. So, so nobody's even going to seriously consider moving up for Bosa. I think if a team's coming all the way up to one, they're going to snag Murray just because they believe his he's their guy. So and, that would be the pick no matter what at one. I just don't see the Cardinals moving three, out of it. Three first-rounders for Murray right now? Yeah, I mean, no I don't chance. know about you, but I'm not all the way sold on Murray. Not at all. I'm not sold on <laughs> any of these quarterbacks in this draft so, to that extent. No, None of these know. guys are Andrew Locke. Shell out three first round picks to move up and take Kyler Murray. And like I said before, none of these pass rushers are, I don't think, you know, I don't think that there's too much of a skill gap between one through seven, you know, of the top pass rushers. So I don't think, I don't see anybody moving up for that. I think that uh, Arizona's going to stand pat. They're going to take the pick. It's going to be Murray and they're going to try to ship off Rosen. Maybe even that night. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All, right. All I know is that this is going to make or break this regime immediately. If this pick doesn't work out, you trade it off Rosen. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Kaim already admitted. I'm okay with them admitting they were wrong because Kaim already admitted they were wrong because he got rid of Wilkes after one year. And Wilkes was a good coach. They didn't give him any chance. They just wanted to change schemes and go with an offensive coach. So Wilkes, they didn't really give him a, a good deal there. They shipped him out. They admitted he, they were wrong there. So might as well admit you were wrong with Rosen, too. Not to the extent where you overspent, but what the hell? You only gave up a third and, what, a fifth? Ship him out. If you can get a first or even an early second in return, that's a great return for that. You take the quarterback that fits your new coach, and you just fill in more gaps. That's what you have to do. You can't live in regret. You just got to keep moving forward and get your best product on the field. All right, Rick, my turn. We are up number two, the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners need a lot. They have a lot of holes to fill still. They're pretty good at quarterback, we're assuming. If Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they are great at tight end. We've already covered in the past how much both of us love George Kittle. Uh, but there are a lot of other holes to fill on the defensive secondary side. They need edge rusher. They need wide receiver. They need a lot. But end of the day, there's only one guy that they're going to be looking at if they cannot trade back. Because this is a great driver's seat situation for trading back. They can do a lot of different things depending on how the first pick pans out. But the San Francisco 49ers with the second pick. God, I love that chime. They're going Nick Bosa, edge rusher, Ohio State. It's just a, the simplest pick to call. I mean, it could be Quinn and Williams. It, it really could be. But I just feel you have the best player probably in this entire draft, Nick Bosa. He's a hell of a pass rush. When you can pair him with D Ford, you're going to get the best return on investment from D Ford. Now that what you've invested in draft picks and money, you have the best situation there for them. You have good quarterbacks to go up against in that NFC West. Nick Bosa is the guy. Yeah, I think that this is the pick here. Um, I think that Nick Bosa is is the best player in this draft. I mean, as far as what he's going to be able to bring to the to the game, you know, the disruptive pass rush that he is or the disruptive pass rusher that he is, he's going to come in and, and, you know, you pair him up right away with D Ford. You're looking at a, a great pass rush right off the bat to begin with. So um, I think the 49ers have so many holes to fill that at this point it's just best player available at the, the need that they need to fill. And I think that they need a defensive end more than they do a defensive tackle. So Bosa's the pick here. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen to San Francisco this year if they do end up picking Bosa. Who knows what happens with the first pick? Who knows if the 49ers trade back? But if they do end up getting Bosa, it's going to be interesting to see him and D Ford paired up this year. Yeah, they're going to be teaming up to kill the number one pick. That's the most interesting dynamic of the first two picks, I think, is, hey, we're taking this guy now at number one. 
this fast, small, mobile quarterback. And number two, their division rival is picking the guy to kill said quarterback. So this is a very interesting pairing. I think Bosa and Murray are going to be tied together for a long time in their careers just because of that relationship where Bosa is going to be destroying Kyler Murray. Or maybe the other way around. All right, number three on the board. New York. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets. Boo. That's the general. That's the New York crowd. The The old New York draft crowd is here for the Jets pick. Here you go, Rick. The floor is and obviously yours. This is your team. Go for it. You may you may hear some of those boos again this season. Um, I think that in the situation that Mike McCagney is in, knowing that he's under the microscope this year, they're going to be watching him with you know with every eye we have in the organization. And yet he's the um, second most scrutinized GM in that building. <laughs> um, I think that uh. He's gonna go the safe route this 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 draft pick. I, I don't think that he's gonna um try to trade back. I think that he hasn't had success later in the first round. No, wait, is he not gonna trade back because he doesn't want to trade back or because he can't trade back? Be honest. I think You know he wants out of this pick. I do, but I think that he I think it's kind of, it's more of a smokescreen than anything. I think Mike McCagnan knows that with the microscope on him, the way it's going to be this season, with his seat being so hot the way it is, he's got to go the safe pick here. He can't afford to gamble and miss like he has in the later rounds earlier in, in his Jets career. You know what I mean? With with the Darren Lee pick and so on and so forth. He hasn't made any good second round selections since he's been here. So I think that he's going to stand pat. Most of the Most of the picks that he's hit on have been, you know, no brainers, best player in the in the draft available at the moment. You know, Jamal Adams, Sam Darnold, in in those cases. I think he's gonna do the same thing this draft. And I think the pick is gonna be Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle. Really? Oh, really. look who's piled on. Look who is just who's buying into the draft hype of the past Listen, few days all I of a sudden. I, where now I everybody the pressure has gotten to you and I you've now collapsed Allen. with the rest I've of them. It, I've said it a hundred times. I want Allen. Me personally. I just think that McCagnan is not gonna make He's not going to make a risky move. And I think that he thinks Williams is the best player in the draft. And I think that that's where he's going to go. I could be totally wrong. We could end up trading back. I just think that in the in the pressure situation that McCagnan is in right now, he can't afford to miss. And I think that the biggest, you know, the, the, the guy with the with the least potential to be a bust in this draft would be considered Quinn Williams. I think the best possible thing that McCagnan can do is call his buddy from across the building and say, hey, Jack Gettleman, listen, (laughs) all right? You have two first-rounders, so you're set. You have picks. Why don't you get the guy that you want? Why we Nobody believes that you don't want Haskins or a quarterback. Let's put it that way, a quarterback. So stop the bullshit. We'll set you up for success. All you got to do is give us your second rounder because we don't have one. And we'll let you come up to number three. That way you get the Giants up to number three. They get their quarterback. And you guys shift back to number six. And guess what's waiting for you there at number six? Josh Allen. Yeah, You still get listen, Josh Allen at number six I, and get your second rounder. That's your dream scenario. And of course. Of course that's what I want. But I don't think McCagney can pull it off. They don't have a great history well, of right the Giants. Okay? We don't have a great history of dealing with the Giants. The Giants just don't deal with the Jets and vice versa. We don't deal with each other. Um, it's been a long story history about that. You know what I mean? If you don't believe me, guys, you can Google it. Look it up. The Jets and the Giants just do not trade with each other. Um, let's see, man. Maybe this is the year that they break that, you know, that little code of silence, you know, this little cold war they have going on. Maybe they break that this year and they set each other up. If the Giants want a quarterback, if they want Haskins. That would, listen, that would be our. That's, it's a no-brainer. 
ideally that would be our uh, my my dream scenario because like you said i'd still be able to get my pass rusher who i want i don't know what mccagnan wants i'm just going off of you know his situation but i'd be able to get the guy that i want at six i don't want to move too far back so a trade with miami a trade with washington that doesn't appeal to me as much as this trade here. trading to your division rival to, to give them a quarterback is never a great idea either. So. If we have to trade down to Washington, right? I'm not confident in McCagnan picking the right guy. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And that late in the draft. Better you than us, because with the number four pick, the mighty Oakland Raiders are up. They are here. They need to make a huge impact. They've got new GM, Mike Mayock. Let's not be under any illusions that John Gruden's not still in charge. But Mayock, this is his time to shine. This is what he was really brought in for. So I think they're going to be leaning on his expertise a bit. I hate the idea that some people seem to think that Gruden is going to cut his brother a deal to try and save his job and move back to 15 so the Redskins can swoop in and steal a quarterback in front of the Giants. I hate that because from what I've seen, he's also going to give him a sweetheart deal. He's not going to take what he should get in return. I mean, if you look at that jump back from 4 to 15, they should be getting at least, they should give, especially for a quarterback, they should get 15, a first next year, and at least like a second or a third. That's what they should be getting. Not just according to the draft charts, just in general. Just common sense dictates this. So the problem is they're probably just going to give them a really cheap deal if they do that. So I'm praying and hoping that that is not allowed. There are a lot of options here. Quinnen Williams, obviously, is my guy. Bosa, he's also my guy. I love both of them. I would gladly take either one of them here at four. Unfortunately, the 49ers got Bosa at two. Quinnen Williams, he got snuck right in there. He snaked them with New York. That would have been my pick for sure. Listen, the Raiders need edge help. They were pathetic at sacking the quarterback and getting to the quarterback in general. It was horrible. It's just, I mean, what the hell do you do? You got Josh Allen out there. I'm just not as sold on that whole process. I like him. I don't love him. The whole thing's just kind of muddied up. But for me right now, the number four pick, the Oakland Raiders, Mike Mayock's first pick as the GM. I've got to go with the Beast from Houston. Yes! Oliver. Ed Oliver I'm in love with. I have always liked that Oliver. I, for some reason, he has fallen down draft boards. He's started to rise back up here late in the process where people realize... Uh, we're idiots. What the hell are we doing? We're overthinking this. And Oliver, all right, I'm going to just put this one thing out there, and this is going to show you how stupidly he was coached. And Oliver is a monster from the three technique. He should be outside the the guard's shoulder, his outside shoulder. That's where he should be pass rushing in. Him and Mo Hurst together doing that, that's a better pass rush than anything we're we're going to get on the outsides right now. For me, when you see him in college and they're coaching him and they're putting him at a pure nose tackle straight up against the center, you're not utilizing the guy's talents right. That's why his stats, that's why his production was shit at the end of the season last year. He looked terrible at the end of his college career. Have you ever listened to this guy from Houston? His his famous quote was, he's, he's like a remote control. There's no off button. There's no pause button. It's always stuck on fast forward. Uh, what the fuck kind of <laughs> shitty remote are you using? <laughs> I mean, what uh, the fuck? Like, what is wrong with your TV? Like, dude, that doesn't listen. make any sense. So Ed Oliver's a beast. I'd love to see him in silver and black. I think he fits perfectly there. If you can't get Bosa, you can't get Quinnen. Ed Oliver's my guy. Listen. I totally agree with this pick. I had Ed Oliver going here at four on my draft as well. So I think that, like you said, like you brought up, using him at nose tackle in a a 3-4 defense 
in college at six foot, maybe six one, 287 pounds was a bad idea. If you were going to use Ed Oliver in a 3-4, he should have at least been a defensive end, okay? You put him on the outside, you have him run up against the tackles where he's a little more, you know, he's a little better with his size, you know, 287 pounds. Going up against those guards and centers can be kind of rough, especially when you're playing no tackle in a 3-4, in a 3-4 defense. So he definitely needs to get in a 4-3 where he can play the three technique, like you said, on the outside shoulder of the guard. Um... Him and Mo Hurst would form a formidable duo on that line. Um, Eddie's a beast. I love Ed Oliver. I like this pick from Oakland, though. So we are at pick number five. Rick, Tampa Bay, all yours. Well, at Tampa Bay, they need they need a lot on defense right now. They just let go of their middle linebacker, uh, Quan Alexander. They, they let him walk down to San Francisco. So now he's getting paid in San Francisco, and they obviously just opened up a big hole in the middle of their defense. So to me, Tampa Bay's pick is going to be Devin White, linebacker from LSU. I think he's one of those sideline-to-sideline linebackers, something that they need immediately right now to fill the hole that was left by Quan Alexander, who was also another sideline-to-sideline linebacker. Um, they need someone who can play a little pass coverage in that Tampa 2 that they play. And I think that uh, Devin White fills that hole for me right now. I absolutely agree with you. Devin White is a monster. Sideline to sideline, like you just said. I think they're going to be tempted by a couple of different moves. And that's yet again another spot where the trade back. Let's be honest. The picks we're making are great picks. Not to toot our own horn. But the likelihood of them being completely right is not great because teams always, always, always trade up for quarterbacks. It's just the way of the world. It's the way the league works. These teams are going to move up for quarterbacks. So we're going to have to wait and see. That's what's going to be so exciting, so fun about it. So long as neither the Jets nor the Raiders get fucked by it, I'm okay (laughs) with it. But let's wait and see, and we'll see how things go. But now we are up with pick number six, the New York Giants. Am I going to take a quarterback here? Do I think they're going to take Haskins? Listen, I think the smokescreen around Haskins has been pathetic. I think the fact, the amount of work that they have put in to actually interviewing and bringing in Haskins this entire process, and then later on to say how much they can't stand them, they don't. They, they're not going to pick them. Not can't stand them. That's too far. But they're not going to pick them, and they're not going to go along with this stuff and get them in so set on getting a defensive playmaker, et cetera, et cetera. I think they want Haskins. I think they also might like Daniel Jones. I think they like a couple of quarterbacks, and they're really not sure what to do. So when they look up, and they're at number six, and they see this guy on the board they're going to just pull back and say, holy shit, this has fallen into our laps. We're just going to have to sit back and we're going to have to take this. So the number six pick, the Giants are going to take Josh Allen, the edge rusher from Kentucky. I totally agree with this pick here. I think that uh, they seriously want to ride with Eli for another year at least. And I think that they want to build around Eli a little bit. And they're going to give him some defensive help this time around with this pick. And it's going to be Josh Allen. They need, they need some edge help. You know, they let Olivier Vernon go a year after letting JPP walk. Uh, totally hurt their pass rush. And I think they need some pass help, some pass rush help right now. That's the and thing. Think- they need the help. They need to get to the quarterback, especially in that division. The Redskins have no quarterback. You got Wentz, who's injury prone. Dak's really the mainstay quarterback right now in that division, outside of Eli, obviously. But they need help. They need help on the edge, and they have pick number 17. So if they want a quarterback, I believe them. They're going to get an impact defensive player at 6, and at 17, they're going to try and make something work. They're going to try and move up. up. They're going to try something. Number 7, Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jaguars went out and they signed their quote-unquote franchise quarterback going forward this offseason. And uh, they have a great running game with Leonard Fournette. And I think they do need help on the outside at receiver. But um, I think the pick here is going to be Jawan Taylor, 
because they want him to shore up the the offensive line a little bit here. We're going to have some protection for Nick Foles going forward. We don't want him to be beat up. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to get Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle. It'll provide some protection for Nick Foles while also hopefully opening up some more running lanes for Leonard Fournette to move around back there in the backfield. And I think I like the way Jacksonville is going to try to start building the team from, from the inside out, the way it's supposed to be built. I do agree with you there. I think offensive line is the way to go. There are a couple of other enticing moves to make, a little more splashy, but I think you just need to shore up that line. Like you said, you've got a quarterback you need to protect now. Sorry, Bortles. I guess you're a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) And you have a running game that also needs protection. He's got some injury concerns here and there, so Fournette's got the talent, though. I do believe that that is a good pick, Juwan Taylor. It's surprising to me how many guys I picked where their college corresponded to the pro team they got drafted to. I'm not sure of the history of that and how often it happens that way, but when I went through my original mock draft, I looked at a lot of these things, and a lot of these guys getting picked are from that state that they end up getting drafted to. So I'm curious to see how it pans out. But in that's the interesting. end, that's going to end. Well, that's <laughs> you're going to see... Something potentially more interesting even here with the Detroit Lions. Oh, Matt right. Patricia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's... oh man. With the segue, uh, I mean, there are a couple of guys. You got TJ Hawkinson. I cannot possibly bring myself around to them wrapping their minds, even though Eric Ebron is succeeding well enough in Indianapolis now with a real quarterback. I just, I can't see them deciding, hey, we're in the top 10 again. Let's pick another tight end. It's a crazy idea, I know, but let's get another tight end. It worked out so well the first time. As much as he's a good run-blocking tight end, as much as he'd help the offense in a bunch of immeasurable ways, I just feel like, to my point, they're going to be staying in the state of Michigan, and they're taking the Michigan edge rusher, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, edge rusher, he's going to Detroit. He's been slipping a little bit. They just found a torn labrum, a torn labrum I guess it was. But I think everything's going to work out fine, and people like him. A lot of people put him with the Raiders, and God, I don't want that. I really, really... Rashawn Gary and Brian Burns, neither of them. I don't want either of them. But enough about me. The Raiders have enough picks to talk about in this first round. You go right ahead and deal with your division rival, Buffalo Bills, at number nine. So moving on to Buffalo. Uh, I fucking hate Buffalo. <laughs> oh, what did um, Buffalo ever do to you? Obviously, they're going to want to provide Josh Allen, their uh, franchise quarterback, some protection. I think that the pick is going to be an offensive lineman, and the pick is... Definitely gonna be Jonah Williams. Jonah, um, all right. Really? Yeah, they they're, they're gonna they want to protect Josh Allen, man. And I feel like they think you know that Robert Foster is uh, gonna be a good receiver on the outside, and you know they just have a lot of faith in what they have right now, which is not good to me. But hey, you know, more power to them. I think they provide, you know, they're going to provide Josh Allen with some more protection. The pick is going to be Jonah Williams. It's not a bad pick. I like the pick for them. It's a solid pick, but a number nine pick on uh, someone that's going to be probably moving into guard. Uh, That's a little risky. I don't know. If if I was staying with that, I probably would have gone with someone like Dillard, probably. You know, somewhere more, uh, a more surefire pass rushing, uh, pass blocker rather than someone that's going to shift into guard, especially when the running game, I mean, they have McCoy, but the running game is hardly going to be the focal point of that. Not to shit on your pick, Jonah's a hell of a pick there. It's not my pick, it's Buffalo's pick. Oh, so you're sabotaging them. Well, I know a little something about that as the number 10 pick coming up. Oh, Denver. Let's see how we can fuck this up. That's not me talking, that's John Elway talking. And how can we fuck this up? We're going to just go right ahead, and we're going to take a quarterback, yet again, by the name of Drew Locke. Drew Locke is going to go 
to Denver. And yes, that's even with Haskins there. They just fell in love with him. Wow. Yep. For the record, I think uh, if Haskins hadn't been picked by that point, I think Buffalo is going to trade out of that, and one of those teams are going to jump up to nine and take Haskins, just for the record. Wow. So, yeah. What? If you mean that by Elway's career, I agree, because he's out of there. That's, That's it. The Cincinnati Bengals at number 11. Woo, you just blew my mind with that pick right there, Pat. I'm I'm all over the place now. So the Bengals need help everywhere. But I think that their most pressing need is going to be linebacker, inside linebacker specifically. They're going to get another sideline to sideline uh, linebacker in Devin Bush. He's going to be able to be out there chasing down these running backs, you know, covering these tight ends down the field. He's going to be able to play good pass coverage for them. They need the help at the inside linebacker position. They also need edge help. They also need tight ends. They need a quarterback. They need everything down the line. But I think that their most pressing need is is the linebacker position, and they're going to fill that void right now with Devin Bush. I think this is a solid pick for Cincinnati. And I look forward to seeing him do some work in in the NFL. I actually really like Devin Bush, and I'll be keeping a close eye on him. I like Bush as well. I like Devin Bush as well. And the, um, I think the two Devons, they're going to be dominating inside linebackers for years to come. There's a huge separation point between them and the next guys in this draft. But, man, that's a hell of a top two right there. So, curious to see how that works out. We're reaping the benefits or perhaps suffering them with Fontes Perfect coming into the Raiders. So, yeah, we see Devin Bush going to Cincinnati. They have a lot of needs in Cincinnati, and they're going to have to get a new quarterback. They're going to need another receiver out there soon. AJ, I like him, but he's getting up there. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be one of those good receivers that just never gets any farther than he needed to because of the team he's on. So, yeah, I like the pick, Devin Bush. That was uh, That's a good one. And this is a dream scenario for the Packers, in my mind. I think this is as far as young Mr. T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa, one of the two Iowa tight ends who I love both of them. This is as far as he's going to fall, if you want to consider it a fall. I think Aaron Rodgers will be pounding the table, as will Matt LaFleur and the entire Green Bay organization. They need help. They need help in the secondary, and they need help on the offensive line but they especially need help at tight end. That's going to give both the running game a big boost, and that's also going to give Aaron Rodgers a hell of a receiving talent. We'll have to wait and see if he is the new Gronk, as some people have already crowned him. I'm not going to go that far, but can you imagine Aaron Rodgers with Gronk? Let's see that pairing. Let's see the best way that it can work out. So TJ Hawkinson, welcome to cold weather in Green Bay. Not like you didn't suffer it in Iowa. But TJ Hawkinson's the pick at number 12. Love that pick for for the Packers. Uh, I think that Hawkinson is definitely going to provide Aaron Rodgers with some relief over the middle of the field, running those seam routes. He's a big target. Can he be the new Gronk? We'll see this season. Moving on now to the Miami Dolphins, who are in a dream scenario in our draft. All your division rival picks. I know. This has worked out pretty funny. It definitely has. And it has ended up to where they're in their dream scenario right now because they get to take Dwayne Haskins. They get their quarterback who just fell in their laps because John Elway decided to be an asshole and and drafted Drew Locke early. TJ Haskins is the pick here. I mean, TJ, no, TJ Hawkinson was my pick. This is Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is the pick here. Um, Like I said, dream scenario for Miami. Could they ask for any more? They were going to take a quarterback here anyway, I think, whichever one fell to them at 13. And it just so happened to be Dwayne Haskins in this this draft. So I've got to say, I I actually – in real life, as as it were, I like them getting Brian Burns. Yet another Florida guy going to a Florida team. Um, I do think Haskins will be gone. 
like I said, I, somebody's going to trade up somewhere along the way, and I don't think it's going to be the Dolphins, just because. Oh no! Yeah, I believe the whole Dolphins are waiting for whatever. Like I don't get the whole next year is going to be so much better than this year. I do like the quarterbacks next year better than this year's crop, but is it so clear cut that hey, we should tank next season and get those quarterbacks instead of getting one now and giving it a chance? No, absolutely not. Shit, if you're not sure about things and you're in the rut that they are in some ways, especially the quarterback position, you got a new coach, you got a new situation, you pick up Haskins or Locke or Jones or any of these guys. You don't give up a lot of picks to get them, but if they're there, you take them. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? You move the fuck on and you pick another quarterback next year because you need a quarterback in this league. Keep swinging until you hit the home run. That's it. So... Haskins, I like your pick there. If Haskins there, they'd be idiots to not take him. So he's on the board. Great pick for Miami. Now, Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, they're praying that Ed Oliver fell to them. I think they're shit out of luck on that one at this point in time. He's not falling down boards like he was before. Unless they get some kind of help where all these teams are trading up and four quarterbacks go in the top 10 or top 12 and some great talent starts to fall. I just don't see it happening. I think they are going to go out of their way, though, as much as they need some offensive line help, and they do want to draft someone like Dillard or Ford, somebody to help block for Matty Ice. I do think at the end of the day, they stick with interior defensive line, and they get a really good steal, I think, at the number 14 pick. And that's going to be Clemson's own and Springfield's own. Christian Wilkins, I just like Christian Wilkins. He's a hell of a talent, and he's going to be flying up the draft board. I think he's going to get picked a lot earlier than a lot of people seem to think. So I think he fits very well, especially next to Grady Jarrett, and I just I think it's going to be a good move, especially if they can't keep him. Jarrett, that is, obviously not Wilkins. They're going to try to keep him for a few years. And with the 15th pick, you got the Washington Redskins. What do you think's going to happen, Rick? Washington's quarterbacks are off the board. They didn't make a move to move up in this draft here. So I think that they're going to not try to push and get another, you know, lower-end quarterback like Daniel Jones at this pick. I think that they're going to go and take Brian Burns, uh, edge rusher out of Florida State. He's going to come in, provide them some edge help this season get after the quarterback a little bit. I like the pick for them here. And again, like I said, they not gonna try to push they're not gonna try to push for a quarterback right now. I don't think they like Daniel Jones. He's one of the only guys left in the first round. So That's fair. That's fair. All right. Now we are here at Carolina and I am <laughs> torn. Carolina is one of the picks that I had the toughest time with in my mocks. Because I'm all over the place. And there are a lot of guys available in this spot that I'm just not sure about. I'm looking at the offensive line position. I'm thinking you got Diller. You got Ford. Uh, Little, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Greg Little from Ole Miss. He, he could be a top 15 pick. He could fall out of the first round. You know, he keeps falling every time I see. So... I think they're going to look at offensive line. I think they're going to look at wide receiver because you just need to give Cam help and you need to take the pressure off of McCaffrey a little bit. At the end of the day, though, when I'm seeing who's there, I think they're going to take the risk, they're going to take the chance, and they're going to go out there and they're going to take Montez Sweat, the edge rusher from Mississippi State, Heart condition be damned. They saw it worked out just fine for Hurst and the Raiders so far. I just don't see any way they can pass up the best edge rusher at this point. I mean, if I'm a team in the NFL, I'm taking Sweat only after Bosa and probably Allen. I'm definitely taking him ahead of Burns and Gary and any of the other guys out there. So the fact that he's fallen to us at 16, we're ecstatic about it. So... I think the Carolina Panthers are taking Montez Sweat, and they're going to love it. Moving on to New York now. Uh, I think New York is in a golden position right here. I think they really like Daniel Jones, and I think that he's going to be the pick. Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of 
Duke. He's going to be their quarterback of the future, I think. Um, well, to them anyway. I don't. I, I'm not saying that I'm sold on him, but he's going to be what you know. He's going to be the new guy. He's going to learn on the Manning for a season, hopefully, and come in and take the reins the next year. Let's see what happens. Daniel Jones. Pick. I like Daniel Jones there. I, to me, both Washington, New York, all these teams, all these teams that are in the teens are complete idiots if they are not giving up just their first, nothing else, but give up that first rounder and get Josh Rosen. I mean, this is a guy that was considered for the top pick last year and ended up shuffling out and shuffling out because you have Baker's intangibles going to Cleveland. Uh, the Jets just love Sam Darnold. He was the best all-around quarterback. You got the powerful arm of Josh Allen, the original, going to Buffalo. And that just pushed Josh Rosen all the way down to the 10th pick. Rosen still has a very good chance of being a damn good quarterback in this league and proving a lot of people wrong and a lot of people right. So I think any of these guys are idiots to not be taking Josh Rosen. Josh Josh Rosen, easy for me to say, ahead of... Basically any quarterback in the draft, but definitely ahead of anybody that's not named Kyler Murray. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But Daniel Jones is the absolute right pick there. You made the right call for sure. If he's sitting there at 17, they didn't have to move. They got a good player with their number six pick. And they let the draft fall to them. And Gettleman's going to look a little bit better today than he did yesterday. That's for damn sure. All right, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. What do they need? They need offensive line. That is it. That is all. That is all they should be drafting. And I am going to go ahead and take Andre Dillard out of Washington State, the offensive tackle. He's going to be there to protect Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, try to let them get to the ball out to those good receivers every once in a while, you know? So the Vikings, they have to make a move. They have to pull the trigger on an offensive lineman. I like the pick. I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that they need offensive line help, and this guy fits the bill. That offensive tackle, he's going to protect. Uh, he's going to provide Kirk Cousins some more protection on the offensive line. Uh, great pick. Do what I can. <laughs> The Tennessee Titans, the hosts of this year's draft in Nashville. Tennessee Titans with a pick number 19. You are up, Rick. Tennessee needs some help on the edge, so I think that this is kind of easy. They're going to go after Clemson uh, defensive end, Clemson Farrell. He's going to get – yeah, I think that he's going to come in there and uh, play uh, the defensive end spot in their nickel package, and he's going to play a little bit of outside linebacker in their new 3-4 defense that they're playing. So he's going to be uh, like a, the new Brian Arakpo, if you will. That's so fair. I like, playing I like the call. I like the player. I like the fit. I like it all. There's just something there that makes me think that they're going offense. I feel like they just – they want, whether it be offensive line to protect their two quarterbacks at this point, or you have guys like Metcalf or Hollywood Brown. You have Noah Fant still on the board uh, to replace an aging Delaney Walker. There are a lot of different players out there that I think they just they want to make a splash, you know, like that uh, immortalized, fantastic piece of cinema around this event called Draft Day. Starring Kevin Costner, and what does the owner say? Says the uh, the people out there, the fans, they pay to get wet because they're playing in a water park. You know, they pay to get wet, and wet is making a splash. Making a splash is getting that big offensive name. I think they're just gonna pull the trigger on a big offensive guy like Metcalf or Hollywood Brown, someone like that. But your pick's a great pick, and it's probably the pick they should make. So. Farrell, I like it. I was hoping he'd fall to 24, to be honest, but I don't see it happening for real. So, Farrell, I like the pick. Good job. And now, the Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know what the hell they're going to do, 
they don't know what the hell they're going to do. They just gave Roethlisberger a whole bunch more money to keep him on for three more years. There's a lot of talent out there. They're looking. I think Metcalf's too much of a project for them. They normally like to move back a little bit, maybe take a second round or third round receiver, especially in this. They're going to look at Hollywood Brown for about a second. They're going to say, do we give Antonio Brown the middle finger here? No, we can't do that. We cannot risk this pick going to that player. We just can't do it after all the headaches we just went through. And what are they going to do? They're going to shore up their defense and they're going to get a little bit greedy. In the first round, they're going to, by taking LSU cornerback Greedy Williams, I think they got to shore up that secondary, and they are going to do that by taking Greedy, the best man cover cornerback in this entire draft. I definitely like the pick. Um, I I definitely had them going Greedy at this point in our draft, the way we things have panned out. Uh, I had them taking the corner as well. I probably would have had them, like, like personally had them taking a wide receiver, maybe DK Metcalf. I think that he would have fit the bill. They need somebody. I just feel like in the second, you know, there, there, there are other options. There are going to be good options. Second, third round. I feel like they're going to be happy with what they get at that point. And they're just going to kind of play the value game right now. Well, we'll see. I like DK here. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I just, I thought I liked DK there. That's all. It's just, Another one. I he's my number two or number three guy. I think it's greedy. I think they'd also look at Byron Murphy, and I think they're looking at DK. But I just think Metcalf's a little bit of a not necessarily a full on project where they need to grow him. But I just don't think they're going to look at it and say he's definitely our guy. We're going to replace Antonio Brown with this guy. Put him opposite Juju. At, I just feel like they need to put more onto the defensive side right now. They would love if Devin Bush somehow fell to him, but I just don't see any of that happening, and they're going to stick with a cornerback. Is it going to be greedy? Maybe not. Maybe Murphy, uh, Murphy, maybe Baker, maybe even Yassin. It's a little early for him, but I just can't see them going with Metcalf just yet because the value later on for a wide receiver is there. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we see that they uh, just completed the trade for Frank Clark. So I'm going to go ahead and plug in that hole immediately and take Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech. He's going to fill that hole for me. Wow. It's very early for Jalen Ferguson, but uh, I cannot disagree with you just for the fact of talent-wise, he really should be up on that board. Yeah, I I like Ferguson, but it's just I feel like they'd be reaching at that point to fill in an edge rush when they can probably get an edge rusher in the second. So especially with the extra picks they have now. And actually, yeah, because they could get Ferguson with the Chiefs pick now that I think about it. So I have to say with 29 would be more likely for Ferguson. I'm going to go with I, I would personally go with someone like Byron Murphy. There's that hometown thing again from Washington, I think. Him, Seattle, it's a good fit. They need to rebuild that Legion of Boom, but I don't hate the pick. They need edge rusher, and edge rusher is an important position, just like quarterback, so people are going to take chances on them. All right, next up we have Baltimore, and I have a decision to make. Pick number 22. Man. All right. They should probably be picking someone like Cody Ford or Garrett Bradbury. Those are absolutely the choice they probably should make because they're trying to run heavy, especially with Lamar Jackson. To have that interior help to be able to rush the ball is definitely big for them. They have no receivers in Baltimore anymore, so they're going to have to pick a receiver and help their quarterback out. Now I'm torn because DK Metcalf is still on the board, and he is a likely choice. But all along, I have loved the idea of Marquise Brown going to Baltimore. It's just poetic. It works. I think they've seen enough of Antonio. It works out. End of the day, though, this guy is still on the board. He's fallen to them, and they're just going to not look a gift horse in the mouth. And they're taking uh, DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Mississippi, they got to take them. They need all the wide receiver help they can get in Baltimore. 
Pick 23, the Houston Texans. They have a lot of needs. They have offensive line needs drastically, and they have secondary needs drastically. What do you think? Well, I think that their pick is going to be Cody Ford. I think that they're going to shore up that offensive line a little bit. You know, you got Deshaun Watson back there who's a little injury prone, and you want to make sure he stays upright this season. Last season he played hurt, which is, you know, admirable, but not what you want from your starting quarterback. So they're going to give him some protection and go with Cody Ford. Cody Ford from Oklahoma. All right. I like it. They really do need a lot of help on that offensive line, so that's a good pick there. And now we move on to the second of my Oakland Raiders picks. We have pick number 24, acquired from Chicago for Khalil Mack. Listen, we still haven't gotten edge help. I was looking at Farrell. I was looking at Ferguson. You stole them both. You stole them both from me. Right off the board, you hoodwinked me. I didn't like it. So I think there are a lot of options here, and the Raiders are now satisfied. They picked their defensive player. So now old John Gruden's going to push Mayock out of the way, and he's going to say, all right, time to move back to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Realistically, I could see him taking Josh Jacobs. I'm not a fan of that move this early. If they got him with their second rounder, I'd be happy with that. But I don't love Jacobs at 24 or 27. He's, He's a solid player. I just, I think we can move, uh, we can get better players with the better picks. So, then you're torn. Do you take Antonio Brown's cousin and make him happy with Marquise Brown and fill that slot position? I think there's just too much of a glaring hole with Jared Cook playing in New Orleans. You have to, absolutely have to take Iowa tight end number two, Noah Fant. Noah Fant has to be the pick at 24. Freak you, man. You had to do that, bro. I'm sorry that my Raiders mock draft pick at 24 has affected your life. I had him at 27 for you guys, man. Fuck. I thank you for that, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, I also had the Raiders in my original mock draft taking Dwayne Haskins here. Fuck. See, you're the devil then, so I don't care about your feelings. (laughs) So why don't you go to Philadelphia with number 25 and make your fucking pick, all right, asshole? Because Noah Fant's in Oakland at number 24. Well, this pick is going to be easy. Philly needs help on uh, at the cornerback position, all right? So they're going to go with the best cornerback available right now, and that's Murphy. He's on the board. He's coming off the board. He's going to play some defense in Philly. All right. Not Jacobs there, huh? Not Jacobs? Oh, not Jacobs. Not Jacobs. Right. Like you, I you know I think this is too hot for him. I see him as a second rounder, but that's just us, Pat. We're not the NFL executives. We're not NFL GMs, so we don't know. Pick number twenty six, Indianapolis. They have a wealth of talent. They knocked it out of the park with last year's draft. It was so impressive what they did with last year's draft with Darius Leonard. They got Quentin Nelson, and they're going to continue this trend. I think they're going to go outside of the box. By going inside of the box, and they're going to take, he's a little questionable right now, but Mississippi State defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, they're going to be the ones to take him. I think he's going to be a big steal. A lot of people say he's a top 10 pick if his situation wasn't what it was right now with the injuries and certain off-field problems. Jeffrey Simmons is the pick for Indianapolis here. And next up is Oakland. We got Oakland at 27. Oakland filled some prior needs earlier in the draft. They took Noah Fant at 24. So I think that this is where they're going to end up taking Josh Jacobs. I think that uh, Gruden is going to want to make sure that he has the guys that he wants on offense. And he already has Fant. So I think he's going to bring in Josh Jacobs, especially now with the departing Marshawn uh, Lynch. So We haven't heard that from his own lips. I believe it, but... Let's wait for Marshawn to say it for sure. Josh Jacobs is the pick here. All right. I mean, I'm all right with it, I guess, at 27. If they get other guys that they need to get, I personally would prefer taking Marquise Brown to fill a good slot need. Uh, I would take A.J. Brown, personally, with a second rounder if possible. 
And I also like DeAndre Baker or Rocky Sin. I would love DeAndre Baker's got the talent, and Rocky Sin's got the talent, the physical presence, and the name to go to Sin City. You better believe that. But maybe we can get him with the second rounder. So I like the cornerback position, but I like Josh Jacobs as a pickup there. He's an all right player, and I think we need a versatile back. So, all right. L.A. Chargers. They need some help across the board, but, uh, I mean, there are a lot of issues that you can see. I just feel like, I just think with the great running game they have, the older quarterback, honestly, if Rosen hasn't been traded yet, this 28 pick should be sent all the way over to Arizona and get the quarterback of the future in Rosen. They'd be idiots not to, but... I think they've just got to shore up their line and protect Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers, and they're going to go with Garrett Bradbury, offensive line, North Carolina State. It's just a safe play, the smart play. You need to protect your quarterback. You need to protect your amazing uh, running back there. So we'll just see what they do, but I like the pick for them. And after that, we have Seattle. Seattle's back on the board in the first round. I had them taking Ferguson earlier, and I think that now they're going to go off on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to take Nikhil Harry. Uh, He's going to come in and provide another target for Russell Wilson, who they just signed to a crazy deal and needs to produce crazy stats. So they'll give him some help with this pick here, Nikhil Harry. All right, Nikhil Harry. I like it. I like the pick. He's a good one. Uh, Man, now we see... You got the Green Bay Packers yet again. You've got guys like Gardner Johnson, Abram Adderley. I mean, Marquise Brown is still out there. Are you gonna give are you gonna give Aaron Rodgers even more help on the offensive side? I think you could. You could you really should give him Marquise Brown, but you can't get greedy. You gotta give him some help on the safety side. And you gotta give him Jonathan Abram. Safety from Mississippi State. It's just the right thing to do. I like the pick. And moving forward, we have the Los Angeles Rams next up. Uh, and Dominican Sue's out of there. Last year, they picked up Fowler Jr. So I think they're going to go ahead and try to give him some help along with Aaron Donald, you know, after losing in Dominican Sue, who was a key integral piece on that defensive line in their little playoff push last year. I think they're going to go ahead and take Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. He's going to come right in and plug in where where Indominus Sue played and provide Aaron Donald with his, you know, tag team partner all over again. And I think this is going to be a great pick because they're going to have this guy at such a young age teamed up with Aaron Donald for such a long time. This is going to be like an outstanding duo if Lawrence could just live up to his potential. I totally and, agree with you. I could not agree with you more. I think Dexter Lawrence was kind of the weak link necessarily when it came to you had Wilkins, you had Farrell, you had that Clemson lineup was so strong. But at the same time, I just don't think he got the flex as much as he has that potential. Exactly. I feel like with the time to shine and you put him and what did he prove? He can play as a stud with stud players next to him. Guess who he's playing next to? You just said it. You have fucking Aaron Donald (laughs) next to you. You better perform. So... Him, Aaron Donald, that's a hell of a rocket strap to his ass to come into the NFL. Dexter Lawrence is going to make out like a bandit by slipping to 31 and getting picked by the Rams. That's a great pickup for them if it comes true. Good call on that. And now we have the New England Patriots. If Daniel Jones had fallen to them, I think they would consider picking him or they would probably trade the pick. And just let somebody get in there for that first round, uh, the fifth-year option for their quarterback. As it stands now, they're fishing and they're looking for the best possible player. I think that uh, they're torn between receivers now. Because there's not a lot of great edge help, interior defensive line, tillery, not really. So I think they're going to go for a big target. There's no great... Ah, there's Irv Smith, actually. You got Irv Mm. Smith. Mm. And you know what? I just talked myself out of Hakeem Butler, who you had kind of helped talk me into, and I'm going to go with Irv Smith Jr., tight end Alabama. 
I just I see that being the pick. They need to fill the need, and Irv Smith is the guy. The Patriots they get their tight end of the future with Irv Smith Jr. And that is the conclusion of the first round of the NFL mock draft, and that is the conclusion of your fourth quarter comeback live head-to-head dueling mock draft. I hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed bringing it to you. We will post the results for sure, and we will be posting our uh, personal mock drafts before the draft starts tomorrow. So pay attention to Twitter. Pay attention to at 4QC show. Pay attention to at 6 Pack Pat with the number 6. Pay attention to at Rick Red Zone. And you will find our last second mock drafts. You will see, just in case any trades happen or anything like that beforehand, you will see for the record, we'll have them on our record. They will be up, and that will be set in stone our mock drafts going into the event tomorrow night. 8 o'clock is when you can find it. That, of course, we are filming on Wednesday. We are recording on Wednesday. So if you are listening later than that, then the times are different. But we are ready to roll. That is our mock draft. I like how it ended up, Rick. What do you think? Any big surprises? Anything stand out to you in this one? No, no, no really huge surprises, but a couple of picks stood out to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's what happens when you're drafting on the fly, you know what I'm saying? You never know what's going to happen. It's it's basically like a crapshoot, and you got to go, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You have a certain and amount of time. There's two of us. There's you have 32 to. of us. There's 30 <laughs> more of us sitting around a room. Imagine that. So, so cannot wait for it. the department, you know, make sure they do their due diligence, man. And, well, unless and, you're the Raiders, you send options. them home, but that's all right. <laughs> but all right that was fun that was fun uh, i can't wait for uh, i can't wait for next year's version of this so uh i enjoyed it rick we will see how close we came as we said teams are going to trade up teams are going to move so it can't possibly be all correct but i think that we nailed a lot of these picks down we did a great job and we look forward to seeing how it works out cannot wait for the draft very exciting Everybody, enjoy the draft. Peace. Peace.